I'm getting a front row seat yeah. to the racing that no one else gets. And that is my favorite part about this. And that's where like, if I was just a moto guy, like I wouldn't care. I'd be like, wow, a lot of bikers, a lot of guys in spandex. Cool. And you know, I get to ride my dirt bike. Sweet. Um, but being out front for Barry, like the 62 mile oh, yeah. and leading that is probably my favorite bike nerd thing. I'm getting to see all the attacks, the chases, like I'm getting to watch all that real time. And, um, it's just super cool to be able to, to see that. Cause you know, everyone sees the start, they might catch somewhere in the middle of the race and then they get to see the finish. And I want to be like, yeah, but you guys missed the the <laughs> middle 56 miles. Like, <laughs> like you should have seen it. From KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor, and on this episode, lead and sweep moto driver Robbie Coots. Since 2006, Robbie has been a, a staple at uh, many of my favorite Michigan races, uh, Iceman, Barrier Bay, Coast to Coast, uh, but not on a bicycle, but rather leading or sweeping on his motorcycle. Uh, I met Robbie a few years ago, and I instantly knew that his unique perspective of these different races, uh, they had to be shared um, on the podcast, and I'm pumped that we found some time to sit down together and record this conversation. After... Uh, like maybe an hour or so nerding out over music. We finally get into some really fun and interesting details of what it takes to, uh, well, efficiently and safely accomplish this important job of moto support. If you are from Michigan, I think you'll really enjoy hearing about his role at many of these largest, the largest events in the area. And um, if you're listening to this and you're not from Michigan, I still think it's pretty cool story and conversation and 100% relatable uh, wherever you are in the country uh, because chances are there's someone just like Robbie dressed in safety yellow looking out for you at one of your favorite races on a motorcycle. So let's jump right in. The fastest and slowest person on two wheels, Mr. Robbie Coots. Okay, enough of the, right, the the nerdy music talk. Um, I, I felt like we might get into some of that, but, but we're not here to bicycles. talk about music. <laughs> bicycles. We could have our uh, we could start a music podcast. Why don't we do that? <laughs> the offshoot? <laughs> it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be dirty chain. It'd be like rusty strings. Rusty strings. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Robbie, yeah. welcome to East Lansing. Thanks for making uh, the trip over. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We this has been a Years I'll say in, a, a couple years, couple years in the making, it the it, stars aligned. Well, it was an Iceman, I think, a couple years ago, and 
um, I was at the KOM booth and you kind of came up. I think I had some dirty chain stuff out and I think you introduced yourself to me. Um, you're like, yeah, I listen to podcasts. And then you said, oh, I'm, I'm the guy on the motorcycle that sweeps or, or, or leads out. And I'm like, what? Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I knew there had to be like a, a, Somebody. a personality to that, but yeah. I didn't. <laughs> and, uh, and so, I mean, we chatted a little bit. I'm like, we gotta, we, we gotta, we gotta lay this down on a, on a podcast. I want to hear all the stories, but, uh, that was, <laughs> um, and then since then, I mean, I think we've run into each other at races bunch, here yeah. and there. And <laughs> yep. yeah, that, that's how I introduce myself in this, in this circle. It's like, Hey, I'm Robbie. I'm the, uh, I'm the moto guy. And they're like, oh, oh, cool. And the the first question I get is, how do I get that job? And it's, <laughs> my answer is always the same. Oh, you just got to know the right people. So that's well. I mean, why don't we start there? How do you how there. do you get that job? <laughs> the year the year was 2005. Um, you're now you're like, hey, I know this is digital recording. I don't have that much that much space. <laughs> no, don't you have to pick your wife up at like yeah, three? At three we don't even have I got to pick her up. So, um, no, 2005, um, Iceman. 2005, I was standing at Broomhead Road watching uh, one of my friend's dad's cross, and we have a family cabin uh, just about three miles south of where Iceman crosses Broomhead, on Broom, just off of Broomhead. Okay. So, so just figured, oh, I'll drive up there, watch him cross Broomhead and whatever, and that's that. So I'm standing there talking with one of the race officials, and they're like, yeah, normally we got a guy on a motorcycle that comes through here, but I guess he couldn't do it this year. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like, I've grown up riding my dirt bike up here my whole life. I know a lot of these trails, and I know, like, how to get places other people don't quicker and this and that. So I was like, oh, well, how would I get that job? And they're like, ah, oh, just just email info at Iceman. I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. So... You know, the next summer, next fall, I email info at Iceman. Somebody calls me and they're like, hey, uh, call this guy. It's uh, Dick Burleson. And um, and then they go, yeah, it's that Dick Burleson. I'm like, okay. And I knew the name and I looked it up. Yeah, he's a, a AMA uh, motocross champion, seven-time, like seven-time champion from Holy the cow. late 70s, 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's... He's kind of a big deal in the, in the in the dirt bike world, so I was like, okay. So I called <laughs> called Tick, and um, he's like, what kind of bike do you got? Uh, KTM three hundred two stroke. And he goes, oh, okay. Well, can't be out front with that two stroke, so we'll put you in sweep because um, two strokes are just all smoky and smelly. And okay, <laughs> you, you guys don't want to. You guys don't want that in front of you. So uh, yeah, so I showed up. <laughs> so this was like the very next year it was an 06 06 Iceman you did they just yeah. kind of like threw yep. you in and yeah they were like we'll just go with the sweep guys you know get the feel for it all right so I show up not knowing what to expect other than like oh well I'm okay at riding dirt bikes and I know where I'm at and the guys I rode with were 10 times more experienced and better <laughs> than me and I was like my I just remember my goggles fogging up I couldn't feel my hands because it was so cold I was, everything was frozen. I was so cold. And, uh, were you sweeping the age sweeping groups? Sweeping the pros. Oh, the pros, okay. Yeah, sweeping the pros. Okay. And by the time I got done, I was like, that was awesome, and uh, I want to do it again. And that was just, it was the coldest I'd ever been on a dirt bike, though. But it was, it was super cool, and I was hooked. So, you know, it was just kind of like, all right, next year, you're in? Yep. And I just kept showing up, and yeah, I, I, uh, 
yeah, that was 06 and on. And I think I started leading in 2021 was my first lead on Iceman. Oh, wow. So, okay. So yeah, recently then. Yeah. Um, because I had a two stroke for so long, then I got a four stroke, the big Honda. And, uh, from there on, it's like, okay, well now, now you, we don't mind you being out in front of the riders. So, <laughs> but even before that, I, um, you know, led Barry and stuff like that. And I started getting these other, other gigs, um, you know, cause after sweeping Iceman so much, just kind of meet more people. Sure. And I got into cycling myself probably around 2009, 10. So that was my next question. Yeah. Like before this, you weren't into cycling at all or you didn't ride or you just, I mean, I, I, I could ride a bike. I can, I could ride a bike. No, uh, yeah. But I, you were, you were, I wasn't like, in it. I, yeah, I yeah. didn't own Lycra until like 2009. I'll say that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So around 2009, I got, uh, got into mountain biking and started riding my bike to, to Western to school, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, this is kind of fun. And I ride dirt bikes. So this is just like cheaper dirt biking. Boy, was I wrong. So <laughs> you can spend just as much. Um, so yeah, so once I got into mountain biking and racing more with mountain bikes from like 2009, 10 until whatever, 18, 19, um, it just really helped the moto side of it because A, I was invested in the races more because like I knew the people, I knew the racers, I knew how big of a deal it was, and I understood the courses, I understood you know, the mentality of what the racers are doing and thinking, um, and how most of them want me there. And at the same time, they want me to, you know, stay out of the way, but (laughs) it's like, it's an important job, but stay out of the way. You know, we need you, but not too close, but not too far, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I was wondering like how much of a crossover there is, um, with like moto lead out motos or whatever riders, that are also cyclists or also ride. Yeah. A lot um, of us in some way or another have, have ridden bikes competitively. So, uh, my buddy Ward, like, who, like mountain, like, like mountain bikes, yeah, bicycles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So like my buddy Ward that he, he leads the Iceman, uh, pros mm-hmm. mainly he does that. And he's, he's the one that's been doing this longer than I have and roped me into all this really. Cause I met him the first year and known him since then. Um, but yeah, he was on, uh, let's see, I can't screw this up. He was on the nuke proof downhill team Whoa. in the nineties. Yeah. So he's been like, you know, out West Australia, New Zealand, like all that stuff. Um, and if I get this wrong, then he'll correct me, but yeah, <laughs> no, he's like super legit on nuke proofs, uh, nineties downhill mountain bike team. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. So he has that. I, I don't have anything that cool. Um, I just, just local races, but enough to appreciate it. I, I always say I raced um, I raced the 2014 Iceman. That was my only year I took <laughs> off of um, moto, and that was the Mudman year. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a horrible mistake that was. <laughs> I, was I bet you I was three to four miles in out of Kalkaska, and I it was that, like, that, you know, hello, darkness, my old friend, <laughs> like that started playing in my head. And I'm just like, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a broken chain, uh, three miles of walking and just numb everything. I was like, 
I'm going back to the moto next year. I can... <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. I, I mean, I knew you rode, so I wasn't sure if there is part of you that wishes that you could experience more of some of these races on a bike, not a motorbike. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I, I miss that on some of them. But at the same time, I'm getting a front row seat yeah. to the racing that no one else gets. And that is my favorite part about this. And that's where, like, if I was just a moto guy, like, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, wow, a lot of bikers, a lot of guys in spandex, cool. And, you know, I get to ride my dirt bike, sweet. Um, but being out front for Barry, like the 62 mile, oh, yeah. and leading that is probably my favorite bike nerd thing because. I'm getting to see all the attacks, the chases, like I'm getting to watch all that real time. And, um, it's just super cool to be able to, to see that. Cause you know, everyone sees the start, they might catch somewhere in the middle of the race and then they get to see the finish. And I want to be like, yeah, but you guys missed the the <laughs> middle 56 miles. Like, <laughs> like you should have seen it. Um, so how much are you as you're riding, um, you have to keep a certain distance. Yeah. Um, like, but obviously it sounds like you are paying attention to the front group yeah. um, enough that you can like see attacks, see this. Yeah. I mean, so that requires a lot of like turning around, watching them as you're watching the road, yeah. as you're keeping distance. So like, what are those, those things that you're checking off to make sure that you are doing your, your job your as job. a lead out moto correctly? Yeah. Step one is safety. So safety for the riders. So why am I out there? Okay. Well, I want to, you know, give a heads up to any cars coming at us because all these races, the roads are open. So I want to be visible, create some kind of visibility for cars coming at us because we're all racers. We're, <laughs> we don't always ride, um, to abreast, you know, especially yep. in a race yep. and those back roads, you're not expecting a lot of traffic. Sure. So, and those, that traffic's not expecting a 5,000 person bike race yeah. coming at them <laughs> yeah. that, on a Saturday morning. So, <laughs> um, so that's always step one okay. is just safety, creating something that's more visible than the herd of cyclists behind me. Cause by the time they see them, you know, it might be too late. So, so I'm out there. I always say wearing my, my safety, Steve, my bright yellow high vis, mm -hmm. and I'm talking about like Barry. So, sure. um, and then intersections. So a lot of them are manned by like the de sheriff deputies or volunteers, just giving them a heads up. Uh, because once again, by the time that front group comes through, you know, for them to see them and then start flagging traffic, it, you know, that's not a lot of time. So yeah, right. I'll roll up and say, Hey, they're 30 seconds behind me or, you know, if it's Sager road, I don't want it. That's, that's like, I don't want them to catch me in there. <laughs> and at the same time, um, little offshoot here, it's like, you know, Oh, well, you know, you must be able to fly through there. And it's like, I can fly through there. Like Iceman, like I can fly through that single track if you want me to, I won't get invited back if I do, because every Cause berm, <laughs> every berm's going to be torn up. So it's like, it's a fine balance, but so, you know, I'll say like, well, they're, 30 seconds behind me or they're three minutes behind me, you know? Um, but yeah, keeping out front enough to give the course workers a heads up that, Hey, they're coming. Hey, close the intersection. They're coming through. Um, but still close enough that I'm not, you know, out of sight completely all the time. Yeah. Um, cause those lead guys, I know they're in the zone, you know, they, I'm sure they have the GPS on their computer, but at the same time, they're not paying attention, sure. you know? And so 
even just as a con, I use myself as the confidence marker. So they turn a corner and they see the the nerd on the on the moto in the yellow <laughs> vest, and they're like, okay, yep, keep going, chasing him. Yeah, right um, way, yep. Yeah, so that uh, like Iceman, I've had a couple of the leaders at the finish. They'd be like, man, I could hear you. He's like, you. Your engine kept me pushing. He's like, I just was like, I'm going to catch that guy. I'm going to catch that guy. And I'm like, you you very well might. One of these years in the single track, you might might catch me. And this this year was one of those maybes. So Yeah, because you let out wave one this year, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's a blast. Um, a lot of my friends are in that, like Dallas DeYoung, Wes, Cody. I'm going to forget everyone else sure. and leave someone else out. But yeah, like so many friends in that you right you were wave one no, right? wave two, wave two? Oh, yeah that was yeah. it so um but it's just fun because i know i'm like oh like there's a good chance somebody i know would be the one catching me like somewhere <laughs> in the single track because like yeah you can ride it fast but you can't d- destroy the trail so yeah it's all a nice balance of riding efficiently and cleanly so yeah so i i did i was gonna ask you about that first time you led let out Iceman. Um, you said the first time you swept, you kind of learned some things maybe, or it was like the coldest or, you know, but it got you hooked. But that first time you let out in 2021, yeah. it was it, what it was it the pros or wave? It'd have been wave one. Wave again. one. Yep. Yeah. Um, was that a, I mean, you had done some lead out work yeah. before that, but not Iceman. Not was, single track. Not single so track. You can't. So you guys don't want me right off your front wheel because that's not fun. And the last thing I want to do is interfere with the race. Yeah. Um, so it was, I'm, I joke, but I'm, I'm probably not too far off the truth when I was like, I probably got like four to five minutes ahead of them at some point just because I was like so nervous about getting caught. So I probably <laughs> like shot off the front and then I'd get to like, you know, Dockery road or something. I just like sit there and wait and I'm like, okay, it's been three minutes. Okay. So maybe don't put this much space on them next time, you know? <laughs> But uh, it's 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 a balance. But yeah, the first time getting through there it was just like okay, the first part of the race, I give them a lot of space, and then once Broomhead hits, I let them reel me in just a little bit, and then once we get over across Williamsburg and Vasa, it's more open, so I can let them reel me in, and then I'm I'm much closer to them, and you know leading them, make sure we're not making any mistakes, sure. any, any wrong turns. Um, the other big thing that I've done with that is I share my location on my phone with the, uh, announcers okay. and race directors. Yeah. So like Acker's got my location during Barry okay. and coast to coast. Um, uh, Sarah, the finish line announcer, um, and Jill, the start line announcer, yeah. they both had my location this year for Iceman. Um, just so they can track, I can be like, Hey, gives you something to talk about and some kind of heads up of where I'm at. Sure. So that's, <laughs> that, that's been a cool trick to use too, um, with that. But, uh, yeah, just, just maintaining the the right distance. Yeah. So, yeah what is, I mean, staying out of their way. What is but, the right, di- I mean, you talk about I'm, minutes for like, yeah. j- just for the single track, but like for a berry or something like that. Um, berry. Are- yeah. Berry is like, you know, seconds, like yeah. I'm right there. Yeah. So, and like the year, um, the year they did the tie with Alexi, yeah. um, cause that there's a rider down at the finish, you know, injured and it was still the downhill finish mm-hmm. into Hastings. And I come around that corner and I, that's, you know, it's one of the coolest finishes sure. cause it's just flat out. Yeah. They're flying 
full gas. So I'm on the moto and you know, I got knobby tires for that. Yep. So like I'm taking it easy on the pavement. I come around that last corner and I know these guys are just hitting the gas and I come around that last corner and I see, you know, Ackers just out there just waving, waving me off, waving yep. me off. And I'm like, holy smoke. So I, I did all, the only thing I could think of, which was like, okay, hug the right gate, just stay right to the, next to the barrier. And I just tucked my elbows in and just coasted. And I knew the racers would figure it out, yeah, get around to you. And, or, yeah. yeah. And they, they shot around me, but I mean, it was, that was one of the more stressful, <laughs> stressful ones I had. Holy uh, moly, yeah. Just cause like the speed that, you know, they were doing probably 35, 40. Uh, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they flew past me. Um, but yeah, something like that. It was just like the, my one rule of safety. My next rule is, you know, stay out of the way. Don't interfere with the race. And I crossed the finish line. I rode right up to the guys and I said, great race. I am so sorry if I caused anything. Mm-hmm. And Alexi being Alexi was just like, no, man, he goes, you did, you did the absolute right thing. He's like, you're great. You know, just super yeah, positive yeah, and always yeah. nice. And, um, so I was like, okay, I'm, <laughs> if I did, I'm sorry, but you know, it's <laughs> stuff like that out of our control. You know, speaking um, of finish lines though, did you see video this year from Schwamigan? Yes. And it's I, Alexi won, uh-huh. but um, like the moto seemed like right there. That's... And it's like, what do you do? get like further away? It seemed like from the perspective, it looked like the moto was too close for the finish. Pardon me for Monday morning quarterbacking this, Trevor. <laughs> but um, yeah, I saw that and because the photo title is like, you know, Alexi wins. Yeah. And I'm like, where? And because I couldn't even see him around the around the moto, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, where was it? And yeah, talking to a couple people, I guess, like they came out of that last last woods section, and the guy just didn't hit the gas and just kind of stayed right there. And it's like, oh no, you, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't don't do that. Like I, that's that's not good. So yeah, that's what we want to avoid. Yeah, I mean, so, you know that the like. You'll always hear each year for the Tour de France, there'll be somebody that misses a turn, or or like yeah. they'll the motos will get in the way. I mean, I think this year it was like on a climb, yeah. Like, like uh, someone tried to attack, like Pogachar tried to attack, and the moto was right there. But I, that had to do with the people. But there's always like something about like on the descents, the motos aren't going fast enough, yeah. And the <laughs> lead guys are actually getting a oh, yeah. huge advantage. Um, if they're trying to break away on a, on a descent yep. and you can still be, I don't know, like 15 meters off of the, and still, uh, and, still and still get some aerodynamic benefit, um, uh, moment this year, uh, up in Leelanau County, mm-hmm. um, I was riding and, uh, uh, Garrett Genema, you know, broke off the front, got reeled in, broke off the front again. <laughs> and thank goodness I had known that race had a little bit more, uh, pavement. So I swapped to just like dual sport tires for my nobbies glad i did because i'm out with garrett um and uh just cruising down this hill and there's curves uh-huh. and uh he he was almost catching me and i'm looking down and we're i'm at 45 miles an hour <laughs> going downhill through curves and um yeah and we finished and we were joking with each other and he was just like man he goes He's like, I saw your bike, and he goes, man, to be able to tuck behind that? And I go, yep. And I said, but, and he finished my sentence. He goes, but we're better than that. I said, exactly. I said, that's, you know, you got to have some 
some morals out there and ethics. I'm like, you know, yeah, I want that kid to win. I like him. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, just, we were cruising. I was like, do you know how fast we were going? He's like, about as fast as we can. I was like, yeah, 45. So <laughs> downhill. I'm like, if you were going to go faster than that, I was going to let you pass me. So I was, I was out at that. But, um, uh, do you have, um, I hope so. Do you have any like, like, uh, terrible moments where you thought oh no i i i messed something up or i can't i, I won't be able to finish this because because of something or... i'm i'm still here so i haven't had any that bad okay <laughs> and i'm still employed okay, by yes. most of these races so i i haven't yet um but i guess i guess the, any that you would be willing to oh yeah to share the that, that may, yeah maybe there's some that you don't want to share so you no. can keep getting these jobs yeah. <laughs> no, the 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 fun one is this is uh Barry Roubaix there's one section and I've been caught daydreaming like four years of of riding Lee to Barry and I bet two three two or three of those years I can't even remember what part of the road is in it's beautiful it's a lovely lovely stretch of road and I think I'm like oh I got you know 30 seconds to a minute on him yeah. I'm looking around I guess it's just a little bit downhill through some curves and multiple times I've turned around and there's a guy with just a big grin on his face, like 10 feet off my fender. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, shoot. <laughs> and they've caught me a couple times there. Um, so there's well, yeah, that. You, but you probably can't hear them coming up on you either. Not right? at all. Because your bike's all. loud yeah. enough. That... Yeah. Free hubs are loud. They're not that loud. So. <laughs> yeah. So that's and it, once it happened, like two years in a row i'm just like seriously like okay all right put a note on the map like hey buddy you're not going as fast as you think right here so <laughs> that one the uh i've yet to make a wrong turn leading a race that's my that's my biggest fear oh, i'm sure not yeah. biggest but um yeah, how just, are you navigating as you're doing it great question uh gaia the mapping app okay um if they want to give me a free subscription i'm willing to take it <laughs> Not above that. Uh, no, I. This is, you're 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 overestimating the power yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't have that kind hey, of reach. <laughs> hey, you get, you got a hashtag influencer here. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, no, we. Uh, I use Gaia mapping software, and I just ask for a GPX file of the race from somebody. Um, and it's funny because sometimes like the official GPX isn't that great, so that's where I'm glad that I know. Uh, friends that race and ride and pre-ride yeah. and uh like my buddy chad uh up in traverse city he's you know this is his he's raced ice man every single every year every single year yeah. yeah yeah and uh i used his gpx file this year okay. for ice man because i was like oh this is more accurate than the one they posted so i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna use chad's so um yeah i just use that and have it mounted on my handlebars made a made sure that i can charge my phone on my bike too that's a must-have to keep my screen on the whole time. Yeah, so, I mean, especially for like, I mean, like coast to coast or coast something. Coast to coast, yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, coast to coast sweep. So, uh, Mark um, uh, Van Tongeren, he asked me to sweep coast to coast. Oof. You know, how three, four, four years ago, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. And um, and then I started looking into what that meant, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna start at 9:30 p.m at the earliest and i'm gonna finish around 2 30 in the morning in 9 30 a.m P- uh, uh so i sweep the checkpoint three to the finish okay got so it, there's got trucks it. and yep so pretty much after like cabra area cadillac area 
Um, it goes into North Pine River Road. Yeah, and it's which a, is rough. It's that super rough, gnarly yep. two track. It's and, very sandy. Yep. But then, do you hit um, Big M a little bit through there? And I was able to one year, and then the Forest Service said no motos okay. in Big M. Okay. Um, once again, I used to lead. Uh, we lead and sweep um, lumberjack, and that was an absolute blast. Um, but now you can't do that. Yeah. Okay. Because yep. I was thinking, I've only done lumberjack. This or this this year was my first time, yeah. but I was like, I don't, I didn't remember. Well, was there a moto right away on the road there, this year? I don't think there was this year. Okay, so so, so yeah, so I'm remembering correctly. There's yeah, no moto because we we used to do uh, Ward and I would do that one, and we'd get up at you know four thirty in the morning because we had we wanted to pre ride it in the morning before the seven thirty a.m. start or whatever it was, because. Um, arrows have been known to change and get ripped off the night before so we'd ride it start out you know pitch black with just our lights and headlamps and stuff which is awesome and it's a 33 mile loop so around mile 25 the sun starts coming up finally so um just super cool to ride that into the sunrise and then get to the start lead out wave one we lead them down the pavement into the first two track and then once we get back to big m we peel off and let them you know start the loop okay so, gotcha gotcha so, so just one yeah. one one loop the first yeah. loop i guess yeah. yeah so we do that and then we'd um sweep at the end of the day and that's that's one where it's like when we couldn't do that anymore it was like oh what are they gonna do like that's where i really feel bad for that because like motos are really efficient in that kind of coursework sure yeah. so yeah. um like oh we'll get an e-bike and it's like yeah that's good it's better than not but um you know it's just more more easy <laughs> with, with some of these with the moto so um and but, we're not out there to try and rip it up and be like oh yeah we get to rip up mountain bike trail because again if we did that i wouldn't be here yeah. i would have been fired my first year <laughs> so it's like it's just fun to be out there and know that we're helping and be a part of it and involved so um, you were sweeping yeah. for coast to coast then that yeah. first time from checkpoint three to yeah. the finish so so i had my buddy lance uh helping me with that and i have a for those that don't know i, I drive a 2003 uh, chevy astro van all-wheel drive so <laughs> sweet man be- best vehicle ever built <laughs> and uh yeah so i'd have lance in the chase van and um so he'd just meet me every you know wherever the trucks couldn't get and the moto would be so he'd just keep checking on me and we just kind of leapfrog to the finish until we could just throw the bike on the back of the van and both drive there but um yeah that first time it gets very dark it gets very lonely out there and i'm like oh man you know this is i'm out here ways and i'm thinking about (laughs) it i'm like well these cyclists like there's no one you know out here watching out for them except me at this point yeah. So it's like, oh, and that kind of, you know, switches my, my, uh, whole, you know, outlook on it. It's like, oh, okay, well I'm out here for them. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's dark and we're in the middle of the Manistee National Forest and there's no one around for 20 miles and, you know, some cyclists, I, I've rolled into Big M before, um, behind a cyclist that their lights burned out. So oh. I have these, you know, freaking football field yeah, yeah. lights on my <laughs> moto and I'm just like, Hey. I'll just ride behind you, just ride in my light. We'll get you there. So, you know, just get them out there. So, um, yeah, which that brings up, you know, sweeping people. And yeah. that's like, 
Iceman is a good example of that. You know, this year we had a kid, one of the pros, uh, Josh was his name. He's super, super strong and just had bad luck. His rear derailleur jammed up, broke six spokes. His rear wheel couldn't spin and just done, done, done. So, um, real bummer. Um, and, uh, so when I found him, I was like, we were right in the middle of water bottle bypass. Okay. So he's, you know, two miles, mostly uphill back to Dockery and more miles up to make it stick to Guernsey Lake road. So I was like, all right, this is how we're going to get you out of here. I was like, I'm going to go up and the old Iceman trail from last year, because when they logged Make It Stick, they rerouted it. Yeah. I was like, I know where the old trail is. I'm going to put a big log in the trail. When you see that log, turn left. That's going to take you to Guernsey Lake Road. And, you know, he had cell phone service. Yeah. And I, I got his number and his all that. Um, and, yeah, he texted me like 40 minutes later. And he's like, man, thank you. I got out. <laughs> I made it out of the woods. So Thanks for the course, Mark. What so. is your, like, responsibility as a sweeper, though? Um, because yeah. you can't, like it's not the broom wagon you can't like get a bunch of like you toss them on yeah (laughs) so like as a sweeper i mean just basically i mean if they're hurt yeah like letting someone else know or you know or the like what what all are you you know responsible for yeah the main thing i always just joke about i'm like yeah just i just pick up the bodies left out on the course at the end (laughs) um but no when i'm out there you run into somebody it's like okay step one's communication so their phone might be dead. They might not have service. So I need at least one way to get a hold of somebody to come get them. Um, if they're healthy, great. You yep. know, time, whatever. We can take time out there. And that's why uh, Iceman, we have usually like four sweep motos. So if someone does have to stay with somebody, we leave two guys with them. And then the next two guys can keep going to keep the sweep going. Sure. So the course workers aren't left out there for three hours just waiting for us to get one guy off. Yeah. Yeah. So we use it that way. Um, but yeah, with like uh coast to coast uh, sweeping for that, I have like a emergency personal locator beacon that I used to use when I'd sail, like do Chicago Mac races on okay. big sailboats. So, okay. um, so I have one of those and that's like my, I, I call it my, come get me button. <laughs> so I've thankfully never had to use it, yeah. but that's like, you know, you're out there, you're on Pine River Road, you're out in the middle of nowhere, you're in the middle of Iceman, whatever, and someone's actually injured, mm-hmm. and boom, you know, yeah, call the 911 is great, but you hit that button, and you know it's getting through to local search and rescue, and it's on a certain frequency to contact, you know, fire department, search yeah. and rescue people. So that's... You've, you've never had to use it. Never had to use yeah. it, yeah. yeah. And I hope I don't have to, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I keep a little medical kit on me, um, that started with when I, the first year I did coast to coast, I was like, you know what? I, at the end of the day, I'm just a, just a guy on a dirt bike. So I wanted to be a little more prepared. So I actually signed up for like a first aid and CPR class. Well, I was, I was just going to ask yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a very, I have no medical training, but I but that's a, not, that's not a requirement though. Not at all. No, it's, but you know, come to think about it, it probably should be for a sweeper, yeah. like to have just and, a very basic and, idea. And that's what I was thinking, because I was like, this is such like just a typical volunteer position, you know, um, and I was like, I don't want it to be just, you know, oh, it's a guy on a dirt bike. Like, I don't that doesn't help. You're right. You know, then it's just a guy getting a fun ride on a dirt bike. So uh, I was like, I want to actually show some value. So, 
yep, first aid, CPR, got all that, you know, training done. And then I have a friend, uh, my buddy Kyle out in Utah. Uh, he works for search and rescue out there. And so I asked him, Hey, and he's a big cyclist too. Um, his, his wife works for envy. So, oh, wow. yeah. So little company. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I was like, Hey, what do, uh, what do I do? And he's like, okay, get this first aid kit. He goes, you got a way to t- contact people. I'm like, yep. The, you know, the little beacon, he goes, great. Um, he goes, other than that, he goes, get a tourniquet. He goes, it's a bike race. He goes, what are they going to do? He goes, you're going to get, you know, a cardiac event. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a broken collarbone. He goes, no one's going to die from a broken collarbone. You're just going to sit there with them and, you know, yep. get help. He goes, and maybe, you know, on a mountain bike race, they might, you know, hit a tree, get impaled or something. That's where you have the tourniquet. Yeah. yeah. He's like, the biggest thing is, is communication. He goes, just be able to reach somebody that can come and help. So that's yeah. how I, that's how I think about it. And that's how I built my little, you know, my fanny pack or my backpack, whatever I have with my, my emergency stuff in it. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I keep toying with like, oh, I want I want to get like my medical first responder or something like that. But you know, I, I still get a little pat. I get a little lightheaded when I give blood. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it is like I think about like coast to coast and just being out in the middle of nowhere. Some of these like really long endurance yeah. races, but to knowing that there's someone yeah. that might have, I don't know. Um, I, I'm assuming those, like all those riders probably ride with a cell phone, but say you get, you get a head injury or you're knocked out. Yeah. Um, then, then you need someone else to, to step in and say, you say that happens when you're all alone. Yeah. Um, knowing that someone will sweep and, and, and find you. Exactly. And just for riders out there thinking like, well, what can I do? Like the road ID, that's such a helpful sure. thing. Cause even people that aren't, um, just have some way to, you know, write your name on your helmet and even just yeah. your first name and put it on. Yeah. Most of the time helmet, too, like so. they have, um, I mean, if, if it's a race, a lot of the time the like the emergency, emergency contact, contact will that's, be inside the, or on the other side of the, the plate, the, the yep. plate, that's know? helpful too. Um, yeah, but that's, uh, that is a very important thing to do, <laughs> um, with the, what was I thinking about the coast to coast? The other thing is just tracking racers. So knowing who's out there still, um, so I'll, you know, write down numbers as I'm in North Pine Lake, North Pine River Road. Uh, I'll be recording numbers and then I have like, to ca- like, uh, plate numbers. Yeah. Like, like race numbers. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that sometimes I've had to pass them and like leave them behind me only because the next cutoff cutoffs coming up really quick too for the, uh, the, at the big M. So when we've done that, and they like want to keep going Sure. and you know, I don't, I always make sure I get out of Pine River Road, and then from there it's all gravel roads. Uh-huh. So I don't leave anyone there. But if I get in front of them, you know, one year we had to write down a bunch of numbers, and then get to Big M, compare, figure out who's still out there, knowing that they weren't going to make this cutoff because um, that that cutoff had already happened. It was kind of confusing, but you know, just kind of putting stuff in um, in the big picture, seeing like, okay, how can we make this better next year? And uh, this year was a good example of that. We moved um, to that like middle cutoff at the, there was like a little church in the middle of nowhere before North Pine River Road. And I think that helped a lot, just giving riders that heads up like, hey, if you keep going, the next 15 miles or the next seven miles, whatever it is, is very difficult. And there's, once you go in, 
There's only one way out. Um, there's no no shortcuts there because the river's one way and a bunch of woods the other, and that's that's that. So, yeah. So that it, it's nice to be able to work with the race directors too. Yeah. And help the race get better. You know, for everybody, safer mm-hmm. is the big thing. Um, but yeah, that's that's. So for um, you've done coast to coast a couple years, but uh, for sweeping it. You said you start like at 9.30 p.m. at that. So how late are you going then? We roll in. My buddy Lance, my buddy Matt did it one year with me. But yeah, uh, we'll roll in to the finish right around 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> so, yep, I uh, I have a a full-size air mattress that I just inflate in the back of the Astro van and just cruise over to the the <laughs> campground and just crawl in the back and <laughs> sleep from like three to eight and call it good. Oh so, my God. Yeah. That's, that's been that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of the other races that I do. I got, let's see, Bay Roubaix. I was going to ask you, yeah. like, yeah, why don't we talk about all the, all the different races that you. Yeah. So we started with Iceman, then Barry jumped on, then Lumberjack, for a couple of years, coast to coast. And then some of the other gravel races that have been super fun, uh, dirty donut down in Kalamazoo area, uh, cow pie. I just started that this year. Okay. That was a blast in, in, in uh, Ionia. Yeah. 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 Great race. Um, so cow pie, yeah, that goes out. through the farm and yeah, that, that little yep, through the yeah. farm. That was super fun. Um, Lord of the Springs, which is, I think just a super, if, if I were able to race, a race instead of lead yeah it'd be lord of the springs i love lord of the springs it's, i've done it like three years now like it's 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 such perfect a, it's such a fun race right because it's gravel then mountain bike single track yeah. yankee and then back onto some of the berry course but you're riding it backwards and then back into yankee and then back to gravel it's like oh that's like a ride that i would do just for fun on a saturday yeah. it's so it's also like it's not I think it's 36 miles or something and yeah. it's one of the toughest 36 miles i that, mean i am shelled at yeah. the end of that race that is one um that ha- the the other two that i i have listed let's see i got uh oh moment and bwr okay i did that one so oh, cool um but yeah lord of the springs was one so obviously i can't ride in yankee springs on a dirt bike so i would love to <laughs> let's just put that out there i would love to but i can't so I drop off the leaders uh, right on Deep Lake Road, and they go into the single track. Then I cruise around onto Yankee Springs Road and wait for them, pick them up there, take them through the Berry Course, yep. and I drop them off back into like Devil Soup Bowl, like that yep, area. Yep. Everything's fine up to that point. Um, and then I go out, and then I come back to where they're popping out um, out of the single track again. And up until this year, all the number plates were identical between the short course and sure, the long course. Sure, sure. So I just sit there and this is me admitting this. I'm sorry if you were in the short course, but the truth is that I just had to sit there and judge and look at, cause I didn't know who was in the lead, you know, coming out of the single track. So I just had to judge the, the rider coming at me. I'm like, does he, do, do is, they look like a, a leader? <laughs> and the question was, do they look like, the guy that's going to be leading the 36 mile or do they look like me who would just be happy to be out here (laughs) cruising the short course. And I just judge real heavy. And finally I'd see like, you know, it'd be a Jersey that I'd recognize. I'd be like, okay. Like, uh, like Alex, you know, uh, yeah, I'm gonna screw up his last name, but yeah, I'd, I'd see him. I'd be like, okay, yep. That's, that's him. Or, you know, like, 
somebody would recognize him like okay that's definitely the first place guy yeah. <laughs> and then i'd take off and have to catch back up to him and lead him back in and you know all that but that's um, interesting. <laughs> yeah yeah nothing the uh nothing the the horn can't can't help part some part some riders so that's <laughs> that's another thing on berry so the way they used to design the berry course where they oh. all funnel together oh right that was wild um so we'd be coming in with the lead 60 mile group and I'd be running into slower 36 milers yep. and then the slowest 18 milers or mm-hmm. 20 milers. Um, that was chaotic. And, uh, if I had a GoPro on at then at that point, it would have been pretty entertaining because <laughs> it, like it's, I mean, I got 62 milers that are like ready to start the attacks yeah. at the finish. Yeah. And now we're getting into the 18 milers and stuff and it's, it's dicey at that point. So the new design has uh, done done away with that for the most part, and it's it's good. But yeah, yeah that's the part... year the the year of the tie that you're talking about yeah. with the like, um, I would I was doing the hundred, and it was right at the end. I I feel like it was like the last five to ten miles, and it was a spot that my brother was riding with with me. He's he, he came in from uh, Philly to to do the race, and we were still together. And I remember saying to him beforehand, like, "There's some, a couple good kicker hills, and before you get to back to the pavement, yep. And if we're in a group, like, this might be a good time, like, to, to actually attack a little bit, yeah. Because if you get over these hills or attack the hills, you can get some distance, and then you can just cruise into the finish. Um, and so we're getting up to it, and it was like it could have been top 10. It could have been, I'm not sure. I mean, we were, and it, I think it ended up being like 12 to 15. Yeah. Of the, like the, the spots. So nice. I, I don't think we were quite necessarily like top 10, but we didn't know at the time. So yeah. I'm like, Brady, we got to do it. We got to do it. Um, and right when we get to that spot, I think you pull up on, on the moto and it's like, it was Alexi and, um, Oh, I forget the other he, dudes. I know he raced for Abus. Shoot. I, I think it was. Yep. Um, but, uh, and that so you guys go by us, and then one of the guys that was on in our group tried to jump on. Tried to jump on. And I I'm remember like, that. Darn it. I remember that. Yeah, because I looked back and all of a sudden I had three guys yep. on. I'm like, where did that? And I saw the green number plate. Yep. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, all right. But needless so. to say, I mean, it, yeah, it was Tom. But uh, I think I think we ended up catching him. A little. He, yeah. he dropped off, and then yes. we ended up catching him. But. Uh, but yeah, that's funny that it was you that came by yep. on, the, on the moto. Yeah, probably honking like crazy. <laughs> yeah, for so sure. That's, for sure. <laughs> that's the beautiful thing. So not to spoil it, but now this will, saying this publicly will will get me to actually do it. My dream is to have one of the European, like the Tour de France horns, like the triple, like, oh, yeah. da, 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 da. Yeah. like I want to get one of those horns for my dirt bike. I just got to figure out how to get it on there. <laughs> it's going to look goofy, but it's going to sound awesome. And I think it's going to... It's gonna raise the bar at Barry just a little <laughs> bit. So just the European car horn sound yeah. coming into coming. Yeah, it's not like are we watching? Uh, what's that? What's uh, what the? Uh, is this Born Supremacy on? Yeah, on, exactly. Is this a board movie. Just gonna, just gonna hear that coming in. So it's like, what are we in the the southern hills of France? So that's that's one of the one of the things that I want on my wish list. But no, yeah, Barry Barry finishes are are up there with the some of the most fun so yeah. it's but Iceman finishes have to be fun too right like that's have you let out the pros before not yet i okay. almost did this year okay it's just a short scheduling uh 
debate we had the night before Ward okay. and I were trying to figure it out. He's like, okay. He goes, if you lead the pros, then I can do this. Then, but then yeah. you do that. I was like, you take the pros because he's always done it. So yeah, you do that. I'll lead wave one because my cabin's so close to Kalkaska that that early it's just it's easier, easier to, for me yep. and he also leads out uh slush cup we get a lead okay. moto for slush cup oh that's awesome so, yeah i mean it's it's good to have that out there just to make sure everyone makes the right turn my, my guess though so. the leading the pros i mean some of those spots where um like coming up wood chip or whatever yeah. that'd be a that'd be a ton of fun yeah for so, i mean for everyone but especially for the moto to be yeah. the first you know because that's we're all out there just like waiting, waiting, waiting. And then, you, <laughs> yeah, then, then all of a sudden you see the moto. The and you're first like, thing you hear is that yep, moto yep. coming through and everyone starts going nuts. So yeah, yeah that's, um, that's some of my favorite, uh, for sure. And even sweeping, like the people that are still out in the woods at the end of the day for the sweep, yeah, they are having a great, great time. And they've, they've had a great time. They've for had a, while. a great time for a while <laughs> and, uh, they're pretty fun. There's a group of guys that we always, always make sure to say hi to and stop and chat with at the top of, uh, I think Anita's they're out there most of the oh, time. Yeah. So, yeah. um, uh, the other fun one is make it stick. Uh-huh. So the keen, you know, they have the keen 10 out yep. there and the drum set. Yep. As you and I have discussed, in yeah, our, they brought a drum in, set. in our side podcast <laughs> about music. Um, I am a bit of a musician, and uh, at one of the sweep years, the drum set was still set up. <laughs> so I stopped and did a drum solo in like my helmet, everything. Oh, and there, there's a video of that. I'll I'll share it with oh, you. Oh, that's amazing. But, um, so the my goal every year since then has been like I got to get out far enough in front of the lead wave one that I can sit down, do a quick drum solo, jump back on my bike and then keep going. <laughs> this year was not the year considering all the additional single track, yeah. but now that I want to get another drum solo in and at some point, so <laughs> I'll make awesome. it stick. So that's, that's been good. But yeah, this year I actually, um, for the lead moto, I didn't ride my big bike, my 650. I rode that's my- That's right. You were telling me this. Yeah. So. I rode my, uh, my dad's uh, he's got like a little Honda 250, and it was perfect this year because nice. all the new single track. Um, I mean, it was it was tight, twisty single track too. It was so very tight, and that bike helped a lot. It uh, <laughs> let me not destroy the course at all, That's so cool. that was the most important part. Yeah, um, and still just super super fun, and you know it's. It's Iceman. I don't need a 650 to, <laughs> to rip through there, but the 250, j- just fine. So that that was a good time. But um, yeah, that, what else in Iceman? Yeah, the, the last, there's always a good group, um, that last little loop before you get into Woodchip Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a good group out there. Uh, this year, I caught up with uh, Ivy, uh, the yep. pro. Yeah, she rides for Ventum. And uh, caught up with her around Broomhead and just went up and checked on her. I was like, you know, hey, Evan, how's it going? You know, we're back here. We won't bug you. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no. She's like, no, I'm just not having a great day. Whatever. You know, you, she goes, thanks for being out here. What's your name? You know, so we start chatting. And eventually I'm like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll leave you be. So we'd give her, you know, we'd stop and wait like three, four minutes. And we're like, all right, let's go keep riding again. We'll catch her. She put like 15, 20 minutes on us. She okay. was like, she got a second wind, but I caught her in Vasa and she, she was like, all right, all right, stay right there. And we're, I'm just putting alongside next to her. She gets her phone out and starts doing Instagram videos <laughs> with us. <laughs> and, um, 
Yeah, we did stop at some of the the final uh, unofficial aid stations for like apple juice and stuff. So it was good. Yeah, yep. apple some juice, ga- yeah. some Gatorade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sports so, drinks. Sports drinks. Yeah, yep, that was it. So yeah, it was, so she that that was fun uh, following her in this year. She had the best attitude. That's cool. Um, out there. So that was that was cool. So, <laughs> are there any races? Are there any races that ha- use motos that you're not a part of that you would like to be a part of? My question, I don't think, I don't know if I want to say I want to be a part of it. Margie. I, oh my, I was going to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they have motos. Do they? I, I've, I've seen them before I thought. And hmm. my question is how? Yeah. I, I, how and where? Like, obviously like certain checkpoints, I'm sure, but like. Yeah. I'm not riding my I'm not riding my moto on that stuff. Like, I was I was waiting to I'm barely to, walking. I it. was waiting to bring up Margie because I thought <laughs> if if there's not a moto, which I don't remember a moto, but um, uh, <laughs> I don't know how it would happen. Like, I don't either. Some of that, yeah, yeah, and that I don't know how you how you would do that. Yeah, yeah. Your name, no one will get this, but your name would have to be Graham Jarvis, which is like the world champion. He can ride things that no one should be able to ride. Like he could do it, but. Not, not Robbie Coots. That's not, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So I'd, I'd love to try, but yeah, it's, that, that's, that's a crazy one, but no, I'm actually looking like next year. I'm like, man, I really enjoy doing this. And like this year I started with cow pie. Like that was a new race for me this year. Yeah. Really liked working with them. Um, and yeah, I'm thinking like, I'm going to reach out to other, other races. I think like Lowell would benefit Oh sure, um, like Lowell Fifty and stuff. Yep. I think they they could benefit from having a lead moto. They got mm-hmm. a lot of crossings, a lot of yeah. It's a pretty big race, good size race. So yeah. stuff like that um, that I see. Um, yeah, stuff races in that area. You know, I'm out of Kalamazoo, but I'm up in Traverse a lot at the cabin. Yeah. So I'm willing to travel. So well, uh, it's certainly a unique, probably one of the most unique perspectives of these races, the mountain biking or gravel races that, uh, someone can have. And I'm sure you feel pretty, uh, fortunate to have that perspective. Very, very much. Yeah, no, I am, I'm very lucky to have it. And when I look back on it and think like, how the heck did I get into this? And it was (laughs) standing on Broomhead road, you know, just talking to the, the official and they just go, Oh yeah, we used to have a guy on a motorcycle come through here. I'm like, what? Like I can't, I can be the guy on the motorcycle that comes through here. Like I love this. So yeah. And that's thinking back, like, and, and I looked up some pictures getting ready to talk with you. Yeah. I was looking at my old pictures on Facebook and there's an album that I put up from the 2006 Iceman and there's me and like, you know, my summer riding gear and a light <laughs> jacket and just like, Oh buddy, you don't, you don't know what you're about to get yourself into for the next, you know, 20 years so <laughs> oh young naive <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so it, it's so fun to look back and just the people that i've met through this it's been the best like yeah. um barry roubaix uh my friend jen from uh high school marching band uh she is hastings band director oh, okay. so she has her drum line on top of three sisters oh okay yeah yep the hastings drum line so um so she's up there so every, we always joke that it's our annual um our annual meeting that i ride by and i get to say we get to say hi to each other <laughs> um because i was in drumline in high school yeah. so um we're actually working uh this year um we keep talking about having me stop there if i'm out in front enough <laughs> 
and doing one of the the cadences with them so <laughs> with the like what is it like the the quince quince yeah, yeah, it is quince. I'm, yeah. I'm, i marched the quince in high school so so that's one and well that's then, that's yeah. super early though that's yeah so early that's... so you just have to just like rip it really fast but but rob when he's taking photos he's like and he's another one that i share my location with so he can see where yeah where to be on the course and he's with barry he's like you know the rule man he goes I'll get you a good picture. He's like, but I want you so far out in front of them that you are not in my shot. Cause he wants that, that <laughs> sure. great shot coming over the three sisters. The sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I always get way far out ahead. Um, so he can get that clean shot without, without safety, Steve on the moto there. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just thinking of the people I met, Rob's another one, but yeah, yeah. Rob, um, uh, just going through race to race. Um, yeah, he's, he's probably like another, like a consistent person like yes. in each race that's not racing exactly you know, kind of like just yep. doing a different job but similar yeah. in a way yeah. yeah i keep telling him we just need to team up and just uh just offer just photography and moto lead services together <laughs> and then we can just get a bus and travel together like <laughs> yeah so that that's one but yeah other people i'm trying to think who i run into uh ice man i'm always looking for tom white on the course somewhere the morning of is cause he's like the, the Nimba trail guru. Uh-huh. And, um, I know I'm going to run into him somewhere on Iceman course. Sometimes it's been like when the real rainy muddy years, I remember coming around a corner and there he is just shirtless. It's 30 degrees out <laughs> and he's just digging so hard trying to get the course to drain, to get water oh, off before yeah. wave one comes through. Oh my gosh. And so, I mean, like I always run into him out there um, and then just other riders, you know, families and stuff, sure, yeah. um, like Emma Schwab from Traverse City. Mm-hmm. Like I run in, I met her mom at Lord of the Springs cause I was waiting for him to come out of the single track. And once we got talking and then, you know, see her at the next race and the next yep. race. And now it's like, oh, we're friends with them yep. just cause it's like, how do you know each other? It's like, um, just from races, <laughs> Robbie, the moto guy. I don't know. So yeah. But, That's awesome, man. Yeah. I think it's, it's cool. Uh, you got a cool thing going on and and it's an awesome perspective and uh yeah the the safety thing i think is interesting and so it's kind of like yeah i mean thanks for being out there looking out for us absolutely because that's what you're doing yeah um i i guess i didn't really i just thought you you know i think of you as leading the race but now i'm gonna really think of you as just looking out for us and uh yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, the the last thing I was thinking about with the safety part was like a uh, moment uh, when it was just me and Garrett. We were on some pretty busy two-lane highways, uh-huh. and I was like, I'm not doing any good out in front of him at this point. So I went behind him and just stood up and was riding over these bigger hills yeah. and because we had cars passing us. And I'm like, my number one job is just... You know, not so they hit me first, but but so they see me first, sure, yeah. and just to break that person, break their concentration, concentration away from their phone or whatever yeah. it is, and just like add just a little bit extra safety because like I feel like I'm <laughs> I got got a lot of a lot of kids I'm responsible for out there, so it, it, and just doing doing what we can to it help. It is a but big responsibility for sure. It's an honor, and I love doing it, and I'm real lucky, and it's a, a great community to be a part of. So thanks, Robbie. Uh, look forward to seeing you more next year. Yeah, yeah, I'll be out there. So anyone that listens to this can just come up and say, "Hey." Hey, I uh, I heard the podcast. You, you and Trevor. So come up and say hey. Introduce yourself. I I love being out there. So. Awesome, man. We'd love to have yeah. you out there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. 
The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Mid-Pack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by myself, Trevor Gibney. Thank you to Robbie Coots for joining me for this episode. And thank you all for listening to the Dirty Chain Podcast. And as always, keep your chain clean, but get your chain dirty and get your strings rusty. We will see you in the mid-pack.